Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I am your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we consult the pop oracle by asking questions, picking songs at random, and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. You can just consider this your daily dose of musical synchronicity. This episode of Radio 8 Ball was originally broadcast on Alternative Talk 1150 AM in Seattle, Washington on February 2nd, 2014, with our musical guest, Jimmy Webb, and a question from Sandman the Rappin' Cowboy, a.k.a. Chris Sand. And we're back for more Radio 8 Ball with Jimmy Webb, who's going to be at Jazz Alley this Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Jimmy, are you playing solo or with a band? It's just, it's just me and the piano. Oh, fantastic. Now we're going to be that joined... That remains to be seen, but... I, <laughs> I have no <laughs> doubt. Uh, so now we're going to be joined by a longtime friend and collaborator of mine and of the show. Chris Sand is the subject of his own documentary, Roll Out Cowboy, and the author of more songs than I or probably even he can count. He's been mixing country, folk, hip-hop, pop, and his own brand of cowboy poetry since the early 90s, and he's still pumping out the hits today. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball with Jimmy Webb, Sandman. Hey, thanks for that. And uh, what an honor, Mr. Webb, to be here. Hey, thank you, man. Here. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, you, you're, you're an incredibly interesting person. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> so uh, we're going to find out how interesting here. Uh, Chris, what's your question for the Pop Oracle? Well, you know... So I'm going through a little. I'm going through a divorce this week, and uh, but really the the separation happened in 2014, and so I was talking to some friends, and they were telling me that 2014 was the year of the breakup. I'm not exact. I have some theories why maybe it is, but my real question is: if 2014 was the year of the breakup, and I actually googled it just before, uh, like an hour ago, just to see if that's true, and it is. People are calling it that. Uh, what is two, what is 2015 going to be? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and will you pick a number between one and eight that is neither three nor six? Oh, how about seven? Okay. Song number seven. Along the coach roads I did ride 
With sword and crystal by my side Many a young maid lost her bubbles to my tree Many a soldier shed his life blood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of 25 But I am still alive I was a sailor Actually, Sandman's own track answering Sandman's uh, question. If 2014 was the year of the breakup, then what is 2015? That was Sandman's version of Jimmy Webb's The Highwayman featuring Calvin Johnson, uh, indie rock legend Calvin Johnson on the final vocal, Sandman on the third vocal, Giles O'Dell, the producer of the track on the second vocal, and yours truly. Uh, I sing the first, the, the Willie Nelson part, and was very honored to be invited to be a part of that. So, wow! Uh, I, I was gonna. I'm not gonna ask you if you've heard that version. I, you probably haven't heard that version before. James. No, no. I. Uh, it was was a it was a trip. It was like uh, very very cool to to listen to uh, something really fresh, you know. Um, and um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that song. Like, well, um, by the way, guys, there's no chance the fix was in here, right? No, that was purely. I mean, I didn't. I didn't tell anyone the, the song number. I'm really, actually, I'm very surprised by the numbers that, it, that you were picking. Very obscure numbers. Uh, I don't want to say which ones are usually obvious, but 
three well, and anyway, six and seven, not obvious. All right, I'm going to take your word for it. But um, I was, uh, you know, I was I was hanging out talking about Nielsen before, and uh, I was I was uh, in London all the time that he was working on um, Nielsen Schmielsen. And um, that was kind of like our, our our place to go party down, the two of us. And um, so we were starting in like, I don't know, probably around 71. And then we'd be over there once or twice a year. And he finally got, he got an apartment in Curzon Street where Keith Moon died. Actually, Mama Cass died as well. And then he... He sort of he sold the place, you know. Uh, but, some, you know, some really crazy stuff happened over there. I remember one night that he came over to the Inn on the Park, which is where I always stayed, and we were staying up and drinking a little bit and, and kind of arguing about music. You know, we always had, you know, some op- opposing views about things, you know, which was good, really good, all good. And... um I remember that night, uh, you know, we, he had, for some, it was, for some weird reason, you know, it's, it was like, um, he had started crying and, and I asked him, um, what was the matter? And, uh, this guy was, this guy was like iron. He never, you know, he never broke, you know, uh, and he said, Told me that his that his mother was 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 terminally ill, and he and he and he left left. And I went I went to bed on that, you know. Mm. And um, I woke up early in the morning in this dream that was really still in the room with me, you know. If you know that feeling where you're awake and it's it's really time for the dream thing to be over, but it's still hanging around while you're trying to sort of sort yourself out. And it was about being, being, uh, uh, a highwayman, you know, like a outlaw. And, you know, in England, there was a famous, uh, English outlaw named Dick Turpin, you know, that, mm-hmm. um, and then there's all kinds of English literature about highwaymen and, and, uh, and in the dream, I was I was one of those guys, and it was so vivid. And I was being chased along the road by these soldiers, and I really I knew that if these guys caught me, you know that you know that was, you know, ass over tea kettle. You know, I was going to end up hanging from a tree. And um, I had a piano in my room, guys. Honest to God. And I woke up about five in the morning, walked over to the piano, and started writing Highwayman. I was a highwayman. <laughs> Along the coach roads, I did ride with sword and pistol by my side, you know. And um, after I got the first verse, I realized that this somehow it was just a, it was like synchronicity again, but it was like. This spiritual idea that that was the answer. It was also the answer to the song, to writing the song. It was like the key, or it was it was like the DNA for for writing the song. Was that this guy 
he that he kept going. He didn't he didn't just stop at being a highwayman. And I was thinking about Harry's mom, you know, and the fact that there has to be more than just a than than just a black curtain, you know. There has to be more. Um, and I'm not talking religion or anything here, really. I'm not a very religious guy. I think I'm pretty spiritual, but uh, I'm not at all religious. Um, but um, it caused me to pursue this guy's life through another three incarnations, you know? Um, and then if you cut, if you do a quick cut and it's eight years later and Johnny Cash is, is ill, pretty ill and gets, uh, calls Willie and Waylon and Chris Christopherson in to, help him finish an album that he had promised, I believe it was RCA. And uh, so these guys came in to help because he he really wasn't in top form. And Glenn Campbell went into the studio with those guys one night and played Highwayman for them eight years later. And it was four verses, and it was one verse for each guy. It was like it was just like slipping your hand into a glove. <laughs> that is and perfect. It, uh, <laughs> and it, uh, I got a Grammy for it for best country song. And when I told Waylon that I'd gotten a Grammy for best country song, Waylon said, "Which country is that?" <laughs> <laughs> So it's a pretty, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a pretty good story that goes along with it, you know? Okay. But uh, honestly, man, I can truly say that's, that was one of the, uh, that was a dream track. That was like coming right out of REM sleep and, and, and having this just, you know, so, so terrifying, I mean, a real screecher of a dream. It, it was really scary. Well, let's take this over to Sandman. Chris, uh, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Yeah, I'm afraid for the answer, huh? Well, first, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, it's like all, love is reincarnated. <laughs> I, I, could, I thought, yeah, go on, yeah, Sandman. I, I thought of that, too. Uh, first of all, it's just kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> this, this all, like, <clears throat> I can't even put it into words, but just the merging of, a, like, the veil, uh, to, like, <laughs> it just opened for a second. Um, so, but, yeah, so that's the, that was the most profound part for me, is just uh, that that song got chosen um, at all, uh, because that's, I'm heading down to Mont Eagle, Tennessee, to go to the songwriter's retreat. But, but you know who Kim Williams is, by any chance? Uh, Jimmy? Um, uh, uh, not, not offhand. I'm sorry. She wrote, she wrote a bunch of songs for, uh, on Garth Brooks' first couple of records. That's what. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was a familiar name. And he's never met. Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, who's a, the redhead he sings about in one of the yeah. songs. Um, she, she leads this thing and she's a friend and 
And so I'm, I'm kind of putting myself out for the first time ever going to this, this retreat down there. And, uh, and so my goal is to meet songwriters and to figure out how to, you know, how to write a, a hit song. And that's, I'm, oh, I'm man, there. you've already written so many hits, Sandman. They can learn yeah, from you. Yeah, but you know, I, that's, that's one part of it is getting those songs out. But the other part is, is making the connections. And, uh, well, anyway, the other, the other synchronicity here is that I just pulled into Denver as we, uh, I have a show in about an hour, so I had to oh, go to uh, which is it isn't quite Boulder, but it's still uh, close in Colorado. And that was the verse I sang on that. Oh song. wow! Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I guess I would say the same thing you said was uh, it's kind of a, a start starting over. You know, I died. I, I actually went to a last year was so hard. I went to a uh, what do you call them? A, the people who read stars. Astro- an astrologer? Astrologer. And she told me, uh, she said 2014 was like, I die in like four major ways, but that in February, March of 2015, the, all these things kind of come. she never seen such an interesting chart. Um, wait, wait. She said four. you died in four different ways? Four major ways, yeah. Well, that's the song. That, I mean, that oh. is literally the song. It's about... <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's you know we can scoff as, as much as we want to at, astro- at astrology if you if you must, but uh, <laughs> but I think she nailed this one. I think she nailed the, the pop oracle at least, or at least the pop oracle and astrologer. Pop oracles and astrologers agree. You had four dots right. last year. Thanks for listening to this Radio Eight Ball podcast. We hope you'll subscribe to us for your daily Pop Oracle divinations. And if you're interested, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com. We have a super cool R8B app that you can download for free to get your own Pop Oracle readings from artists who have been guests on Radio 8 Ball. And if you'd like to subscribe to the show on our Patreon page, you can get free song downloads and an opportunity to appear on a future R8B episode and ask your own question. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.